Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Almost Awesome Esports Podcast. Uh, as always, I am your host Ben and joined alongside by Tyron. Hello. And Simon. Hello. For those who are new to the show, we are a weekly podcast devoted to bringing you the most important news and results from the esports scene around the world and just any trending news as well. Tonight's episode was introduced uh, by Phantom Sage with his song Silence. A link will be left in the description with that one. Before we get into this week's content, we need to say a huge thank you to Ran Levi, if I say that correctly, sorry if I don't, host of the Curious Minds podcast, who provided us with some amazing feedback and that helped us improve the quality of our content. Curious Minds is a podcast based on science, technology, and history. If you are interested in these topics, uh, you should definitely take a look at their show. It sounds pretty awesome. We'll leave a link to the Curious Minds podcast in the description below as well. Now, with that out of the way, let's jump into our Rocket League news for this week. And uh, there's not much going on at the moment. It's the start of the second quarter leading up to the World Finals for the competitive scene. Um, they're, they're still going through the qualifying stages at the moment. There's about 64 teams battling out to get into the top 32 places, I'm pretty sure, that will battle out in the leader points to take out the second qualifier. Um, and then we'll move on to the world stages from there. So until all the matches are over, there's not much I can report on that. But as of today, we have Season 3 starting, uh, also kicking out the Neo Tokyo update, which is pretty sick. Uh, so along with the update, we've had four new uh, premium battle cards come out as well with the uh, DLC for Neo Tokyo. Uh, we have Epsper and the Mazame, and uh, some two classic cards, Aftershock and Murrider, which will be available after uh, the 18th of July, which is pretty sick as well. Uh, there's also, as mentioned, Neo Tokyo map, which is also being uh, placed into the competitive and the uh, normal competition roster so we will see it in comp but whether we're actually going to see it on the pro scene is a different uh situation altogether so we've yet to hear from the officials on that one just yet uh with that out of the way that's all we have for rocket league this week and we have a little bit of call of duty news uh we're just going to read over the standings as as of uh this week so over in the um ranking system for north america we have optic gaming sitting in first place with a total of 100 points uh, Rise Nation sitting on second place with a total of 80 points. FaZe Clan sitting on third. That's uh, battling out between uh, them and Team Elevate, both sitting on 60 points. Uh, and tying for five is Complexity Gaming and Luminosity Gaming as well, sitting with 40 points. Uh, down towards the bottom, though, we have we have two teams that actually are not ranked at the moment, which is Counter Logic Gaming and Team Caliber, which uh, by the looks of things have not to yet play a game. Moving over to the Europe scene, we have Millennium in first place with 100 points, Splice Gaming in second place uh, with 80 points, Epsilon Esports and Team Infuse are battling out for third at the moment, and uh, battling out for fifth place is Hyper Games and TLDLC. Down towards the bottom, we have Pulse Gaming, who haven't even played a match yet. Uh, they've been knocked out altogether by the looks of things, as for stage two, they're not applicable. Um, we also have Supremacy Square down the bottom as well. I don't think they played a match yet because they're both sitting um, on zero as well. And moving over to more local, we have the Australian slash New Zealand ladders. And sitting in first place at the moment is Mind Freaks uh, with 100 points. Uh, in the stage two, they had 60, which was the minimum kind of thing getting into it. Uh, it was a total of 160 points. 
In the second seed, we had Team Immunity with 60 points and 60 in the second stage, rounding out to 120. Uh, and also, they were in. F <laughs> Sorry, they're also fighting out for second place with Team Orbit ANZ sitting uh, with the exact same spot and the exact same points. So it's a bit of a toss up between the two at the moment. So with that out of the way, we uh, end the Call of Duty. Uh, we end the Call of Duty news, and we're going to move over to Tyron. So Tyron, what's uh, league got for this week? Uh, so we'll move straight into the standings. So in North America, your boys TSM sit on top undefeated in uh, in series after three weeks, despite a game two loss this week to Cloud9. Immortals sit in second place with Envious in third. It'll be interesting to see how Team Envious goes uh, over the next few weeks with a few hard games, including Cloud9 and TSM uh, coming up this week. I expect them to probably fall to five and three and lose both those series. Uh, Phoenix One sits at the bottom winless after three weeks. Over in EU, the top lane change seems to have had no impact on G2, still sitting on the top with 14 points. Uh, Fnatic sit just behind with 13 and H2K with 12. Down the bottom, we have Origin with 5 points and Unicorns, in love in, Unicorns of Love in last with 3 points. Of course, there's plenty of time for the ladder to change, but this isn't quite the way that I expected the ladder to go this early in the season. Giants, Splice, and Rokat are doing significantly better than I thought they would. And of course, Origin are uh, really underperforming. Over to Korea now, and SK SKT still sits on top, despite losing a series last week against Jinair. Samsung, Jinair, and Rox Tigers sit just behind with KT Rolsters, just one win behind them. CJ Enter sits solely on the bottom of the ladder, with just one win from seven series. Over in China, EDG is still on top of Group A, at 6-0, and zero, with Game Talents beginning to prove they're one of the better teams in the region, sitting in second. Saints Gaming sits on bottom, winless after six series. Uh, over in Group B, RNG still looks to be one of the top teams in the region, with WE, IMA, and VG all close behind. The LMS sees Flash Wolves on top, with J-Team, AHQ, Hong Kong Esports close behind. Team Mist and Extreme Gamers sit winless after three series. Uh, and finally, in the OPL, the Chiefs uh, sitting on top, with Dire Wolves and Legacy just behind, pretty much as expected. Uh, Tainted Mind sits in fourth, Sin Gaming, Hellion sit at the bottom of the table winless after four weeks of play, and to me, it seems like it's kind of a, surpri it's kind of a surprise. Uh, Sin was one of the teams that I sort of expected to do a lot better and push towards a top four spot this season, uh, and Hellions have just had really high expectations of them since coming into the competition last split, but just have not been able to meet them at all. How are we going over in Counter-Strike, Simon? Uh, yeah, we've got some CSGO news. Um, Bungie retiring from the CSGO scene. So that's um pretty sad to see, seeing as uh, Spongey is pretty much like the number one well, Australian really player from there's now in America, but still. He's like a very top player for Australia, and it's pretty sad to see him leave because he's had a lot of issues right recently with um, the whole competitive scene, and um, we'll have to see the exact reasoning when he brings talks about it later, but well, that's pretty sad. Uh, Fnatic took out top honours in Group D of the E-League, with FaZe coming in second. Dinatas and TSM came in third and fourth, respectively. This week, we have Navi, Echo Fox, Flipside, and Mouse Sports competing in Group E. Um, really, for my pick from that, I reckon uh, Navi and probably Mouse Sports from the two coming in first and second, uh, and then Flipside, then Echo Fox. Echo Fox is kind of a... It's an alright team, but they're full of a lot of players that are... um. A bit like they're they're good by themselves, but in that team, I haven't really seen them com like complete yeah. that well. We'll just have to see what happens with that. 
Um, and also, we have from DreamHack Summer, Immortals took out an IP to, uh, to win DreamHack Summer. That's pretty cool to see. Immortals, not a um, huge team, coming out and winning their, their first minor, which is very, very nice to see. So that's um, good on them. Uh, now into some Smite news. Of course, speaking of DreamHack, the Smite Masters Finals happened at DreamHack Summer, with Panthera from Europe beating out Saw from North America, 3-0. Uh, so that's um, pretty cool to see. I, I watched the matches, and it was best of five, and Panthera kind of just dumped it on Saw, 3-0. So it's cool to see them another like international tournament happening from Smite, and them really having a, some good matches out of that. Um, back in OCE, Team Yandir was acquired by Cordova, or Corvide, uh, they've got a really weird name, um, and that's like interesting to see now that they're actually in the OPL. They've um they've they've been picked up by a real team, which is pretty cool. I was playing with them the other day, and they were like I was talking to them about it. Um, in week four of the OPL split two, Dead Weight beat Llamas and Pajamas two zero. Insight beat Team Pandemonium two zero, and Avant Guard beat Cordova or Cord Corvide two zero. I can't pronounce that name. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty easy to see, except for the Pandemonium losing to Insight. That's a pretty, like, different match, a different outcome than I expected. Pandemonium kind of were the top team last, um, last split and kind of, like, were undefeated the entirety way through because they were just dumpstering everyone, but it seems that they've, um, they're in the middle of the pack this time because they can get shut down a lot easier. Uh, now back to you, Ben. Oh, thanks, Simon. And, um... I'm going to bounce this straight back at you because we have our one-minute quickie for tonight. So, Simon, have you got a question for us tonight? I do. I um, I had noodles this afternoon, and I was that that was what really like sparked the, the question for me. Is what's your flavor of noodles that you can pick? Like, do you go beef or do you go chicken or do you go oriental? When you're two-minute noodling. Well, when I'm two-minute noodling, um, it's very hard because of my diet restrictions. There's well, not that I've come across uh, any yet yeah, that's that is right. gluten-free. You're a bitch. Um, I have made my own sort of two-minute noodles uh, using rice noodles and a bit of um, chicken stock for flavoring, so that's not too bad. I'm going to have to try and find something else. How about you, Taryn? Uh, probably beef. I take the beef noodles, put them in a cup, and then sort of get some like frozen vegetables, like some peas and beans, put them inside there. Beautiful. Definitely the beans. All right. Awesome. Beans and Simon, um, I'm 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 probably a chicken person. They're um chicken. You can't really go wrong with chicken. The chicken ones because they, they the the ones that I get you like they give you a little sachet of, of um dehydrated like vegetables and you put that in there and it's all yummy. So that's I have to go with vegetable. I'm mean, gonna have to go with chicken. Sorry, go with chicken. Okay, so my question for tonight, uh, while we're on the topic of food, is favorite uh fast food chain. Oh. Um, that's I, I I think I'll go first with that. That's a pretty hard question to answer actually, because they both have their merits. Like I would never go to uh, to Red Rooster because why Red would Rooster's you want to go bad. there? Um, eh, but you could just go to KFC yeah, if you want chicken. Not really. Red Rooster has better chicken. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why I said. No, no, no. Yeah, Simon. KFC. I I could say KFC is better chicken. Macca's has better burgers. Hungry Jack's just is a knockoff. Wow. They might they, they might think. That's my that's my um that's my that's me there. Yeah, I so. I usually just get Maccas just because there's that many Maccas all over the place. It's like the easiest place to stop. I I don't mind KFC chicken. I have to disagree with you on Red Rooster though. I really like the Rooster rolls. Um, 
Well, the eight dollars yeah, roll. The rooster roll combo cool. with the chips and the drink. Beautiful. Also, Hungry Jacks is not a Oof. knockoff. The burgers are better at Hungry Jacks. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, ben, your favorite? Uh, okay, so this is really hard toss up. Uh, it's kind of like a Simon situation here, where it's like they got their benefits of both. Um, I really like the chips from KFC. There's this. Uh, do you like oh, the chicken I, salt? No, sorry, sorry. Let me do that uh, again. I got the mixed up. I like the chicken from KFC. My popcorn chicken is just amazing. Died for um, Red Rooster. I love the seasoning on their chips. It's great. Uh, but McDonald's, they do, yeah. The better burgers, for sure. Um, all over, my favorite. Uh, I'd have to lean towards the KFC just because I could eat fucking popcorn chicken for days. But it's a real mix-up between them. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, beef or chicken? Like, not in noodles, just in general. In would general, you prefer like a big? Um, would you prefer like a big chicken. T-bone steak or chicken breast? Oh, I could always go chicken, deep fried chicken. I just crave it. So you make much. me sick. It's so good. You're so fat, but at the same time, like such a fatty. <laughs> hey, look at me! I have oh, issues, deep fried right. chicken. Stick it in my mouth. Holy fuck! <laughs> Get roasted. <laughs> Simon, your input. I'll, I'll 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 answer this question actually because I'll answer this question legitly. I um I think I'm more of a beef person and like a steak person because really chicken's a lot harder to like get done well. Like most of the time you get chicken that's really fucking dry. It's really shit. So you get like really bad chicken, but it's a lot easier to get um like to make a steak and make a steak like you can't really screw up a steak. Like so, you get to see, a point where. Any time of cooking it between, you know, medium rare and well done, it's fine. Yeah. I, I'm going to really disagree on that one because, well, it's not really just cooking a steak, but just using my stovetop, it's either it's off or it's fucking on the highest level. There's no <laughs> in between because it's completely fucked. So it's like, it's either my steak's going to be undercooked or it's going to be charcoal, where if I'm making like a curry, for instance, I can just put it on like a very low setting and just let it like boil for a while. And yeah, chicken just comes out so much better than what I can cook a steak at here. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And Tyrone, your answer. Oh, definitely to your steak. Like you know, nothing better than a big steak. But you know, trust Simon to be straight on the meat. Simon likes his big meats. Straight on the meat. Simon likes fat his meat. Big, fat, juicy meats. Fat, <laughs> juicy. Alrighty, so with the um one minute not so quickie. Segment out of the way, we're going to move over to our main topic. What is our main topic? I forgot to come up with one. Oh, good one. Do we have any idea? Let's just bring the other two on and, like, talk Uh, about shit for ten minutes. (laughs) We could do that. We could just talk about, like, have a question and have them other two. Be, like, some special guests. That'd be so much editing for you, though. Yeah, because they're not recording. Fuck. Fuck. Um, nah, they can't do that because they're not Topic recording. Make it just taste good. <laughs> I personally use vodka. I like I rub it in the dirt for a little bit, and then I flip it up. Making it just taste No, oh. you just gotta eat. Um, you gotta eat like pineapples. Makes it just like all really yummy. what? Or <laughs> from what I've heard. All from experience. Or from yeah, from, from what I've heard. Taste of it. 
No, it's like, apparently it's sweet. Like, that's not legit. That's not fake. That's like a legit thing. Oh, I better eat lots and lots of pineapples then. Um, yeah. Fuck, we need a main topic. Alrighty, I'm going to throw a question at you and I'm going to want your honest report. Alright, so for this week, um, it's a bit of a off-topic. It's not really a discussion. It's more of a personal opinion. I've read the topic today. Over in Korea, it's a real big toss-up between two major AAA titles at the moment, and that is League of Legends versus Overwatch. Um, I want some opinions from both of you. What do you think? What's the biggest trending, overpowering game out of the two of them? Who's going to be the like the heavier hitter oh, out of the I'll two? I'll kick things off here, and I think it's probably too early to tell for Overwatch. Like, it's a, it was a massively hyped game that just came out. Of course, it's going to be much higher, much higher played than something that's been out for six years. Also, in Korea, don't forget that there was uh, a lot of trust of. Um, Riot Korea Lost, where people were taking photos of people scripting, showing it to uh, Riot, and they were saying, well, we can't do anything about it because there's no proof, even though they had a photo there, which was turning a lot of people off League as well. But in general, out of the two games, I think it's far, far too early to tell in terms of how big Overwatch is actually going to be and whether or not it's going to die off in you know a couple of months or a year or so, and whether or not League will stay relevant. Uh, Simon? Um, I I think really it's gonna be something that's gonna be that's gonna take time. Like after uh, the Overwatch hype train really finishes and it becomes more like a really like it just becomes a like another game. It hasn't like after the the whole release cycle and it's some of the DLCs have come out and it's like just off the train. I don't I don't think that really Overwatch is gonna have that much like replayability. Yes, people play it and it's like different matches every time because of different like combinations but really it's not going to be that really it's not going to be that different which is the same as league but league really has a bigger player base currently and and, and forever so i think yeah league league is going to win out eventually it's just going to slow down until they can fix their shit up and overwatch like so how long popularity. how long are we going to say this hype train is well it's what been out how long just month, over a like month, two months i think just over a month, the actual base game has been out. Uh, we've had seen competitions and all the rest coming up since the closed beta, since the open beta as well, actually. Uh, we've seen pro teams signing up as well as some actual comps going down. But now that we're moving into the actual base game being released and all that, there's already talks of the um, pro, like the comp queues uh, being released soon as well. Are we going to see a big hype and a big movement forward for competitive play for Overwatch, or is it going to... Yeah be iffy for the moment i think um it it can be very iffy but i think if they if blizzard plays their cards right and and puts out dlc every now every like couple of weeks or after like the whole hype chains come down every month or so if they put dlc out and keep adding content to it i think it'll be a lot better and a lot like they'll really be the best game out there right now but currently i think they're still with league being as easy to run on every computer you can think of i don't know if overwatch is going to have that same th like way because it's a lot harder to run that game because it has to take a lot more really ram and, and memory i think the other thing though is we can't give blizzard sort of benefit of the doubt of actually succeeding in a competitive nature with this game we've seen them succeed with things like starcraft and hearthstone but we've also seen them fail like yeah, but quite massively with like Heroes of the Storm and um, 
even StarCraft 2 now kind of dying off quite a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, that's like, you're going to say it's like StarCraft is a, is a win for them, but that's like pretty much yeah. dead so now, isn't it? The original StarCraft was massive, and then as each expansion of StarCraft 2 has come out, it's seen a small resurgence, but then it's like kind of died off. So to me, you can't give Blizzard the benefit of the doubt and say they're going to, you know, just because they're going to invest all this money into it and it's going to have all this investment and it's going to succeed. They did that with uh, with StarCraft 2. They've done that with uh, Heroes of the Storm. Heroes of the Storm was put on TV. Like, uh, what was it? Heroes of the Dorm, I think it was. Which would have cost them quite a bit yeah. of money, I'd imagine. So there was quite a lot of investment into Heroes of the Storm. And who even talks about Heroes of the Storm these days? That's true. Like, I played a little bit, and there's a lot of people playing, still playing, but it's not... Not a really big game as, as all the other games were, like as Overwatch is or as, as yeah. StarCraft was. Well, when I think Heroes of the Storm, I think casual side game. And I've asked that to a lot of people, and they've pretty much had the same opinion on it. Where um, when you think like League of Legends and all like Counter Strike and all the rest like that, they're always going to refer to it as a more competitive scene over a casual scene. Yeah. That's true. Competitive scene, like, CSGO, the, pretty much the, the only, like, scene, the only, like, game mode worth playing in that game is competitive. Like, you won't play casual. You won't buy CSGO just to play casual because there's no really reason to. Cause, you wouldn't play CSGO to play armed race. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not the main thing. You want to play something that is competitive and that's the main, really, game mode in it. So and it's what it's known The other for thing with CSGO exactly. is people seem to think that CSGO was, you know, the first major competitive Counter-Strike. But no one says nothing about... i got to reword that. No one says anything about, you know, the many other iterations of Counter-Strike that came before it and were, like, you know, played competitively. And there's players like, you know, Olof and uh, even Sponge A, as we were talking about before, who were, like, there. for They've been playing for 10, 12 years. So... These scenes yeah. have, like, developed. Well, the massive boom was, like, through 1.6, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, 1.6 was big, and then CSGO came out, and it was yeah. dead-ish for a while, and then it just suddenly saw a boom. I think it was about the same time League saw the boom. It was more when just people in general were getting involved in competitive games in general. I mean... With CS:GO and the like, the whole 1.6 era, 1.6 was big, and that didn't have any competitive like didn't have a competitive game mode. The only way people were playing competitive in that was a different, like, it was a different like program. A it was led, it was Sevo. So and Sevo and ESEA were the two like big places, and Face It as well. They were that were the only people doing competitive. So when CS:GO came out, they did like everyone didn't want to move off 1.6 and Source because it was like the best. Like, there was no reason to, because there was no reason for to update to the next one until they brought out competitive mode, and, like, people started being like, oh, if I go on to this, then I'll have a real rank, and I can, have, I can get better than all the other people. So, if... um, I don't know what the actual question was talking about. Like, if Overwatch, really... Once the Overwatch gets the, like, competitive mode, I think a lot of people will decide to pick it up, because they can be like... This is something I can rank, and this is something I can, I can like grind towards. The same as, as like League and um and Rocket League, like people play Rocket League for the competitive mode and for the casual mode because a lot of casual modes pretty shit, isn't that, Ben? Uh yes and no. Um, sorry, what was the question again? Is Rocket League, League like Rocket League comparing Rocket League? Yeah, casual League and casual stuff in that. 
it's pr- like with Rocket League, it's pretty much all one game type. There is some variance, but it's very little to how the gameplay rolls out. It's quite literally just an obstacle to get around, like changing the ball into a hockey puck. Like there's no real big difference in it unless you go into a custom game and completely mess with all the settings altogether. Uh, the competitive scene really just makes it more of a serious game. It's more high stake. Uh, you got your reputation on the line, where it's just a casual game. You just brush it off and off to the next one as per every other casual yeah, game. Yeah, it seems like all of these games, the idea of the casual mode is like, I'm going to steal this guy's idea here and say that these games where there's no competitive, where, well, where there is a competitive and a casual, is a casual is there to sort of get ready and start preparing and then sort of like a warm-up. And then once you go into competitive, you like actually play properly and test your skills and get better. Like the idea of yeah, muck around essentially. In casual, you can do really stupid strats. Like for example, in Overwatch, you can do six bastions. In competitive, you're not going to see six bastions. Same as you know Rocket League, you're not going to see, you know, uh, th- uh, in a three v three game, you're not going to have everyone running around just blowing everyone up in competitive three v three. Whereas in norms. You're going to do that for fun. The idea is fun. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You're not going to see like a three-man demo strat. You're always going to see a three-man rotating roster where like the positions are played how they're meant to be played rather than in a stupid orderly fashion and if it works, I think the layman's way to put it is majority of of time it won't. Casual is sort of fun. Competitive is actually trying to win. So what's the point of competitive if it's not fun? Like, if the games are supposed to be fun, then why are you playing... Why are you going to play competitive? It's like actual sport. Like, you can go out with to your, with the to the park with friends and you can play footy. And that's sort of your casual mode for fun. When you're playing on a team, the idea is to win. So, it's like separating it like I've that. I've got a kind of opposite thought to that. Like, it's really down to the individual person whether it's fun or not. I mean, if you really enjoy that game and you get a kick out of, like actually doing it i mean some people like sure they do it just because like it's a competitive scene but other people do it because it's fun like you wouldn't seriously dive into something unless it was worthwhile to yourself i mean if you play a major sport but your team loses like you're at a loss there you're not making like the money that you could be making and all the yeah, rest competitive is more like you're working but, um, towards getting better and then being seen by you know professional teams to be picked up and play in tournaments so like for example, League, you start in bronze and you work your way up. And if you get to, you know, Master or Challenger, some of the teams are going to look at you and sort of be like, you know, maybe this guy could be a good inclusion in our team for competitive to win money. Whereas if you're just playing casual and you've got 7,000 games of casual, no one's really going to give a shit. Yeah, no, of course. If you want to progress your career, you're going to have to play comp. You're going to have to prove to yourself that you stand over top of other players and that you're worthwhile. Where in a casual, it's just like, hey, I'm here for a good time. But at the same time, uh, you can also take that aspect and throw it into comp gaming. Like, sure, you're out there to make a name for yourself and prove your skill, but at the same time, you're there because you like playing that game. You're there because you like playing that sport. If Even if where there's like, um, like in Smite, there's a lot of... There's- there, in America, there's a lot of um, people playing the competitive mode and people ranked because there's a lot of people on those servers. But in Australia, there's not a lot of people queuing ranked. So the casual games have become ranked games and you're, you're like hidden ELO behind the rank that puts you in like all the games within in normal is a lot 
is is kind of your rank now. Like it's hidden, but you know that if you're going up against like pro players and the OPL players, then you're on their level. And but if you if you're going up against people that are like level 15s that are really shit, then you'll know that you're on that level and you know where you are. But it's not a lot. It's not very easy to like find out where you are. And that's why people like in in Smite. You, if if there was a ranked people and there was a lot of people playing ranked in Australia, then I'd be playing ranked. But because there isn't, you just have to play normals, and I can see that why people like into that one queue. Yeah, you you forced into that queue, and there's a lot of people that are trying to be, have fun and aren't trying hard, and that annoys me because then they play badly and everyone doesn't have fun. But they're having fun. So, yeah, but they're having fun. But yeah, ruining the fun for everybody else. Hey, you might be having fun, but I'm so. Anyway, this has gone slightly off topic. To bring it back on topic and to conclude here, will Overwatch succeed more than a year or two years once the hype train dies off? Uh, Ben, um, I'm yet to see any physical evidence yet because we haven't seen a comp uh, or the competitive queue come out as of yet. So I can't truthfully answer this question at the moment i'm gonna have to say that league of legends is gonna still be on top as the heavy hitter in korea um but overwatch does show potential it could be the underdog it could be the underdog game that comes through and actually steals the spotlight simon um yeah i have to kind of agree with you there like league has got a big a um he's got a it's league's just like so big that you can't really get on top of that in Korea, I think that League will still take it out top because once people realize, like, once Riot and Korea, like, fixes their shit and everyone goes back to playing League, no one's going to be able to, like, top that. And Overwatch, even with the competitive mode, I don't see it becoming as big. I think it'll be something similar to, like, CSGO, where it's not as big, but it's still big in certain countries. So then just on that point, do you think Overwatch will overtake CSGO? Um... They're very similar in as their first-person like first-person games, but I don't think they will because they're very different. Like CS:GO is very competitive and very like you have to have very certain things. While Overwatch is kind of like a lot of team switching and you can fix up yeah. and mix up a lot. So I think I think they'll. I don't think it'll overtake CS:GO, but I think so it'll then be to up compare there it to it. one more game, what about Call of Duty? Do you think it will overtake Call of Duty? Yeah, I think so. Like, I think uh, Call of Duty is not that big because it's a very console-driven game, and there's not a lot of people playing on the PC. So, yeah, yeah. I think so. But console esports is still a thing. It's true. If if, right, if so. Overwatch had the like console stuff and they had their own console leagues, maybe it'd be, maybe it like wouldn't pass COD, but on PC it yep. will. Alrighty, so in a circle, let's finally conclude up the main topic. I'm going to say league. Uh, probably League for another year or two. I don't think Overwatch will be the game to take over it, but something will in the next year or two. And Simon? Um, League until League 2 is... Um, do you think there will be a League 2 that takes over it, or do you think it'll be someone else? God, no. It'll be something else. League they, Riot won't make a League 2 because they earn too much money off League 1. Well, there can't be a League 2. I mean, it wouldn't make Well, then just to move sense. over to something else quickly here. New characters and Do shit. you think the next major esports game will be a MOBA? Or do you think it will be something completely different? Yes. Uh, yeah. I think it'll be a MOBA. I think it'll be a MOBA because it's, it's a lot easier to watch MOBAs than it is to be to watch. Like, I know that CSGO isn't a MOBA, but it has a lot of MOBA 
like centric things like different tra- strats in different areas and and a very like two-sided map in, a, in each map is very two-sided so yeah see i, I think, disagree sorry. with you there i, I think, think it's gonna be something different that we haven't seen before i don't think it'll okay. be a moba i don't think it'll be, be sort of a shooter i think it'll be just something we don't expect new like a real time well, starcraft was already the major one for that i don't think it'll be that either i think it'll be something yeah, completely it could be different that no one's heard of Minecraft does not count as a competitive game. Extreme chess. Extreme chess would be good. I could do extreme chess. Oh, extreme chess would definitely be cancer. Competitive Minecraft, how would that work, I wonder? Uh, I think like a Hunger Games rip So like Daisy, winner take all. As you die. Like you yeah, play a hundred bucks into the server and if you die, you're out and last man standing gets all the money. hundred bucks into the server, Jesus Christ. I'd say ten dollars to join the server. Well, whatever, yes. depending on what level of competitive you are. If you're on a pro level, it's like a hundred. It's grand. a high stakes. It's the like team high pays stakes. like a hundred grand for you to enter the server, and the winner, winning team, takes like all the money, or some shit like that. Yeah. Or Daisy, Com- competitive. Right, wrapping up. <laughs> Same thing. No. Jesus Christ. All right, so, let's, um, so that concludes this week's show. Uh, you can find myself at double AE Ben on Twitter. You can find uh, Simon at double AE Simon. Yep. And um, Tyron at double AE Tyron. Um, we'll leave those in the description below. And you can also find all our details on our website as well as our Facebook page. Uh, before we go, we should mention that our YouTube page is actually up and running at the moment. For those who prefer to listen on YouTube, uh, that will be now available. Uh, it would also be great if you could leave any feedback for us, whether that be on the Facebook page, on the YouTube, on the uh, iTunes, wherever you can. Any feedback would be muchly appreciated. Any last um, questions or anything, guys? Um, I'd like to thank Ben for getting a new microphone and his beautiful, sexy voice is now in high quality. Thanks, beautiful. And I'd also like to talk about our website. It's just got about like it's being updated right now, so you can come and look at that. And our um, all our contact details yep. are on there, so you can add us in all the different games and play Thanks games. Thanks to Jolly us. Lemon for that one. Thank you. All right. Any last uh, anything? No, no, no that's it. Awesome. So as always, guys, stay awesome. See ya. Ciao. Treetops of this world A balance Feeling free I'm a part of this place of birth And I know It cannot last But at last I can finally breathe And I know It cannot last But at last I can finally see
timeless Sailing through But tonight, no, we can't go far And I know It cannot last But at last I can finally breathe And I know It cannot last But at last I can finally see 